Hello and welcome to Tuesday, March 23rd episode of the Hot Tip Bets Daily Show. Um, we had some crazy action going on over the weekend with the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Um, bets are doing pretty good. We'll get into that here all in a little bit. Um, and if you noticed, no videos for either of the second round days. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to record. Um, but if you were following me on Twitter, BetStamp, over on the website, really anywhere else besides YouTube, hopefully you, you got in on some of those picks. Um, although I can't say that neither day was spectacular. But um, let's just get into what happened over the weekend. So as far as our betting goes, I don't really want to run through, you know, all of the games recapping everything because um, I, I think it was like 20 some bets that I <laughs> that I ended up placing over the few days, um, all except one on the NCAA tournament. The I did have Bellarmine minus one and a half yesterday in the CBI, but which did cash. Um, but all the other ones in the NCAA tournament for those four days, um, all in all, end up up four and 4.57 units um, is what we end on the weekend. Uh, yesterday, Monday, a little bit of a downturn, wasn't quite as good um, as the first few days. I mean, the first three days of the tournament um, were just absolutely insane. We were cashing dogs all over the place. It was pretty great. Um, and that kind of leads right into how this tournament's going. Um, you know, we have already seen, we are only... I mean, this was a stat before uh, Monday's games. Um, through the first three days of the tournament, we had already broken the record uh, for the most amount of upsets in an NCAA tournament. And I believe, um, the, for whatever that was going by, classified an upset um, as the teams like five five seeds apart from each other at least um, playing each other. So um, absolutely crazy tournament. We've seen all sorts of upsets. Um, learned a lot about some conferences, and we'll, we'll break all that down. But one thing that I also thought was very interesting about this tournament and um, that I realized on Saturday night watching the Avalon Christian game was we were going to have a 1 through 15 seed. All of those teams were going to advance to the second round. And I'm like, oh, that's that's probably the first time this has happened, right? Because that's, that's kind of a crazy stat. Um, no, it turns out that that has happened several times. It happened both in 2013 and 2016. So um, basically now the last three times that a 15 seed has won, you know, with Coastal, uh, Middle Tennessee, and now Oral Roberts all winning. We see, we've seen um, every other theme, so um, definitely something to look out for. If you see that, if you see a 15 seed that is capable of winning, um, obviously it's hard to pick, but um, maybe maybe go for some upsets. Um, it seems like, but um, the first, I guess, upset. Um, it's hard to call it an upset in my opinion, but the first upset that we got to talk about, the one that I was that was yelling about all week, telling everyone it was going to happen, Loyola Chicago over Illinois. You know, if you we don't go check out my Twitter. Go check out the the bracket reveal and the bracket picks video. Um, I've been saying all week, all forever, that this Loyola Chicago team was severely, severely underseeded as any seed. You know, they came into this tournament ninth in Ken Palm. Um, after that victory, I think they're up to seven now in the Ken Palm rankings, and they just were not an eight seed. If you honestly thought this Loyola Chicago was an eight seed, you just didn't watch them play this season. Sure, I get it. They they lost games to Richmond and Wisconsin, um, which didn't help. Lost the to Drake by one point, but they also beat Drake by by 37 points combined, I think, or something like that. Um, so they definitely deserved a better seed. It was unfortunate um, for Illinois that they had to had to face them here because you know Krupwig just absolutely went off in this game. The whole um, Little Chicago team just shut down um, Kobe Coburn in the paint, and it was just a great game for me on Little Chicago there. So um, absolutely well loved watching that upset. Um, and while I did, I did do pretty good. You know, we are up in units. The brackets looking all right. Um, there definitely were some questionable decisions I made, but um, obviously the take that I went the hardest in on was Loyola Chicago, um, and that one did pay off. Um, some other teams that were interesting to watch through these first two rounds. 
Um, obviously, Oral Roberts making a huge run, not only beating Ohio State in the first round to go on to the second round, but they beat Florida then um, in the second round. So, you know, they're headed to the Sweet 16 to take on Arkansas, which, you know, those two teams actually played earlier in the season. Um, you know, Musselman wanted to play teams um, that he thought could potentially win their tournaments. You know, this, this Arkansas team not only played Oral Roberts earlier in the season, they played Abilene Christian, they played North Texas, and I believe there was a fourth conference champion that they um, that they played early in the season. All the teams that they, you know, had a chance to now match up with. So, um, absolutely smart move on, on his part. You know, already played. They, they ended up winning that game by 11, but I believe they were down at the half on that one. So, that'll be interesting. Um, speaking of Abilene Christian, got very, I don't want to call it lucky because, you know, it, it, Stuff happens in college basketball, but a phantom foul call um, late against Texas in that game puts them over the edge, make their free throws, um, and horns down <laughs> for for the Longhorns all the way back to Texas. So um, Abilene Christian advances as the 14 seed. Another upset that I had in my bracket and had given out, and it was actually, actually, I don't remember if I bet on this game or not. But anyway, Ohio taken down Virginia. I believe I bet on it. I don't know. I bet on so many games it's hard to remember. Um, but but they looked very good against Virginia. Um, they, you know, they were down for for a little bit in the game. You know, near the half, I'm like, ah, oh, this this isn't going to work out for us too well. Um, but they do end up going victorious. End up taking on Creighton in the second round. Um, don't look so great against Creighton. Um, and as far as Creighton goes, you know, Creighton has the last two games has looked great. They played. Um, they should have, uh, okay, moving to the next one, UC Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara missed the winning layup with, you know, two seconds left, um, that probably would have beat, um, um, Creighton, um, but Creighton does win that game, moves on, beats, beats Iowa, um, and now they have, oh, not Iowa, Ohio, and now they have the buzzsaw and Gonzaga waiting for them in the next round, which, um, I honestly, if, if any team can beat Gonzaga, they deserve to move on. Obviously, that's how, that's how it works, but um, I just don't see it happening. I think it'll be a pretty close game. Um, definitely the hardest competition Gonzaga's going to have faced as of yet. You know, Norfolk State and Oklahoma weren't exactly hard. They beat both those teams by double digits easily. So um, that'll definitely be a good game. Um, and yeah, I so I got a lot of those right. I got a lot of those upsets picked, but... Unfortunately, there were a couple teams, um, and we are only in the Sweet 16, and I've already lost two of my final four teams. The first one being West Virginia. Um, now, West Virginia, well, they looked very good um, in their first game against Moorhead State. You know, they absolutely just cruised through that game. They did not look so good against Syracuse. You know, Syracuse brought that zone defense, um, and it just felt like, at times, Syracuse had 20 guys on the court. You know, <laughs> Syracuse was shutting down everything. Uh, that, that Huggy Bear and, and West Virginia were trying to do in that one. So, um, unfortunate loss for us there. Um, but with all these upsets, it's hard to honestly, honestly care about my bracket at this point. While it's still, you know, it's, it's still doing decent though. Um, but one loss um, yesterday night that hurt the bracket even more. Colorado losing to Florida State. Now, Colorado looked very, very good against Georgetown. Probably Colorado's best game of the season, to be quite honest, against Georgetown there. They just shot lights out. Um, from start to finish, gave Georgetown no chance, destroyed Patrick's Ewing, Ewing's offense there. So, um, great on Colorado that game. Unfortunately, fall to Florida State wasn't some really that close game. And I think the really, um, I love this Colorado team, but I was definitely blinded <laughs> by that free throw shooting. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're on historic pace to set a free throw shooting number, um, it's definitely a team I like to follow. But, um, yeah, Colorado, not probably not the smartest Final Four pick on my end. But, you know, honestly, I would have taken Texas if it wasn't for Colorado. So, hey, <laughs> I guess we made it an extra round um, in that one. Um, and to wrap up these, you know, first two rounds here, taking a look at some how some conferences is done. The Big Ten. What the heck are you doing, Big Ten? The Big Ten is only sending one team to the Sweet 16. 
one team, the conference that <laughs> many said throughout the season was the most competitive and the best conference in the country, just revealed itself that, you know, they played each other a lot, and none of them were really that good. You know, Michigan does move to the Sweet 16, um, and they had a, a pretty, I mean, it was a close game against LSU, but a, a win against LSU, nonetheless, you got to give them credit for that. Um, but the rest of the Big Ten was just absolutely trash. And on the other side of the equation, the conference that probably gets crapped on the most as far as the Power 6 goes, the Pac-12 absolutely destroying it um obviously colorado out not going to the sweet 16 um and as i'm recording this episode usc um is currently up at the half against kansas who knows how that game um ended up finish out finishing out but even without them they still send at least 60 percent of their conference there with oregon state oregon and ucla all all advancing and it's just you know two of those seeds, 11 and a 12 seed out of the pac 12 and the, you know, the conference that had a one seed go down, a two seed go down, you know, just, just absolutely embarrassing, um, on the part of the Big Ten. So, um, yeah, it was been a heck of a first weekend to say the least for this. And I cannot wait to get into some Sweet 16 action, um, next weekend. But before we do that, the CBI did start yesterday. You know, I said I got that, had that bet on Bellarmine yesterday. Um, so we move into the, um, the semifinals here of the, um, of the CBI tournament tonight. So let's take a look at those games really quick before we get out of here today. Starting off the first game we got here in the CBI um, tonight, we got Stetson taking on Coastal Carolina. Now, Coastal Carolina is eight point favorites here in this one. Um, Stetson comes into this game 12 and 14 on the season. Coastal Carolina 17 and seven. Um, and, and, you know, it's really hard for me to, to get up on a, a team with a losing record in a postseason tournament like this. You know, Stetson has not played amazing basketball this season. 70.3% from the free throw line for them. Coastal Carolina hitting 75.3%. Um, but one thing that really sticks out about this Coastal team is just how well they've played defense. You know, 127th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Stetson 257 in adjusted defense. 275, that is, in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, and Stetson's really kind of struggled to defend their opponents from shooting the threes. Um, letting their opponents hit 35% from beyond the arc um, in their games. Coastal Carolina doing a little bit better job here. Thirty Only letting their opponents hit 31.1%. Um, from beyond the arc and coastal carolina just doing a really good job on defense defending shots not letting opponents get easy points um, opponents only have an effective field goal percentage of 45.9 against this coastal carolina team stetson on the other hand their opponents have a 52.6 uh, adjusted um, um effective field goal percentage that is um and stetson's kind of really just struggled to rebound the ball themselves too you know only pulling down 28.2 percent off the offensive glass coastal carolina on their hand pulling down 35.6 percent of their shots off the offensive glass so um like this coastal carolina team here minus the eight and the second cbi game we got for tonight we got pepperdine taking on bellarmine um now bellarmine is six point favorite or six point underdogs here according to the ken palm look ahead line um unfortunately no line out as I record this um, here uh, on Monday night, but um, definitely check Twitter, Instagram, BetStamp, the website, basically any place um, um, that I give out my picks to, to see what the official line ends up being here. But I do really like his Bellarmine team. This Bellarmine team is doing a really, really good job shooting the basketball. 37.1% from beyond the arc for them. Pepperdine, on the other hand, not nearly as good, only 32.5% from beyond the arc. Um, Pepperdine has also just struggled to shoot the ball in general with an effective field goal percentage of 50.6. Bellarmine, on the other hand, 55.9 effective field goal percentage for them. Um, and Bellarmine is also doing a good job just rebounding the basketball in general. 26.3% from uh, um, off the offensive glass. Pepperdine, 27 or 23.7%. Um, all these teams, two teams are fairly you know similar on offense. Pepperdine coming in at 87th 
in adjusted offensive efficiency. Bellarmine 90th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, Bellarmine will be, you know, the underdog coming into this game and, you know, getting points in this one. I think Bellarmine has a really good chance to win this game outright. So, um, like Bellarmine here for the second pick in the CBI. And that about wraps it up for today's show. Um, if you want to get all of the March Madness content, everything I'm doing, make sure to follow me at Hot Tip Bets on Twitter and Instagram. Um, dropping all sorts of um, tidbits and, and whatnot I find um, throughout there. Also, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, comment on this video, all of that stuff. Um, and also, make sure you head over to the website, check out some of the picks over there. Um, got college basketball picks for every game going on, all three tournaments. Um, got it got computer model picks for all those, um, as well as NBA and NHL picks if if you want to bet on those um, this week. So that about wraps it up for today's episode of the Hot Tip Bets Daily Show, and I will see you guys tomorrow.